0: Welcome to the Pinning Combination Podcast. I'm KJ Pilcher, uh visiting with Hall of Fame coach Dick Briggs, as we normally do about this time each week. We're uh coming to you from a balmy southwest Cedar Rapids. Where uh as you can see in the background, beautiful golfing weather over here. Not <laughs> but yeah, I think we're both uh we both dug out and Hunker down now after that uh, that first big snowstorm of the season.
1: Yeah, we uh, we survived what John Haggerty called Snowmageddon.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we've been pampered all the way up until that point, and then it just we got a whole uh, season's worth of snow in about thirty hours. So
1: (laughs) my uh, my parents that are ninety six and ninety five and live there on their own in their own house. Call up, my mom called and said, take pictures, because in our 96 and 95 years, we've never seen it come, come that much come down at once.
0: Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's saying a lot. Now that uh, I know there's some more to come, but hopefully it doesn't interfere with uh, uh, any of the wrestling action this coming week. And uh, let's kind of start off with uh, uh, things on the college level. Um, big, big event. Up at uh, the Unidome this weekend, Friday and Saturday, uh the NWCA multi-divisional duels, uh featuring uh teams in D2, NCA Division III, NAIA for men's and women's, uh NCWA teams, um, and also the NCAA women, um, the University of Iowa, uh, women, um, Win a title there, uh, beating uh, North Central by a point, um, as well. D three, you know, Wartburg, Augsburg, again in the finals. Wartburg coming away with their thirteenth uh, uh, championship, which leads all divisions in this in this format. Um, but a, a lot of exciting action up there in the Unidome over the last or uh, er, over those two days.
1: Right. And I've had a chance to go to that tournament uh, what it's in Indiana and Kentucky a couple, uh, few times. And, and uh, it's, it's such a cool event uh, to have all of the different levels uh, without, of course, D1's not there, but all of the other different levels. Uh, and it's just fun to, you know, uh, to, to watch. And especially this year in Iowa, because we had a lot of Iowa schools in there. And, you know, maybe right. one or two more than normal that might not have been there otherwise. So uh, you know, so you, all of the really the Eastern Iowa uh, Division three schools, and uh, you know, and some of the, the the junior college or uh, the NAI uh, school, William Penn was there, of course, and and uh, Grandview. Uh, but you know, so it was, it was the, a lot of the players were the same when it got to the finals, but you know, some of the results might have might have been a little different. So um, you know, it, like it, Augsburg and, and Warburg have won that every year since i think 1995 or something like that but the thing that's interesting about that is when when they have the battle of the bergs don't count on what happened at the national duels <laughs> happening at the battle of the bergs because it, it i've <laughs> many times seen it turn around and uh uh you know so and then and then again of course at nationals but really speaking division 3 it appears that uh that Right now, there's two schools and everyone else is chasing them, the, you know, the Bergs. And Dave uh, Malachek's, um, you know, you know uh, uh, University of Lacrosse team did, took third and did a nice job there. But uh, it is kind of neat to see. It's just fun. It's a fun event to be at.
0: You know, uh, yeah, Warburg had uh, quite a few individuals step up, Um and performed really well. One of them that uh, I thought kind of stood out for him, Joe Pins, um, the former Hempstead uh, prep, uh, especially on Saturday. Two technical falls um, in the final two rounds uh, against uh, Wisconsin lacrosse in the semis, where Warburg won 2017. Um, and then he followed that up um, with a 21 to 5 technical fall. Uh, over uh, the kid from uh uh Augsburg, um Wyatt uh Zrowski. I'm just uh, I'm sure I just butchered butchered his name. Um but the thing that really stands out about that that gives Pins uh ten technical falls um on the season. But what he what he did was he set Wartburg's all time uh career technical falls record with 35 now. Uh he beat the old record of 44, um, held by Cross Canone. Um, but when you think about all the all the talented wrestlers and accomplished wrestlers that have come through Wartburg to be number one in any career list is is quite the feat. Um but especially in technical falls that's uh uh, that, that's a neat accomplishment there for Joe pins.
1: Right. And I got to watch, uh, cross Canone <clears throat> much of his career there. Uh, and he was a technical fall machine. Isn't it, you know, there's kind of a lot of irony in this. We're, you know, Joe pins is the technical fall leader, <laughs> <laughs> Yep, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, kind of fun there. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's hopefully uh, they can, they're a little behind on there catching up with their, uh, they being warbird with their, uh, uh, the record board because i uh, i got i know a kid that should be on three of them and there's not on any of them yet so gotcha. so hopefully they get that caught up for joe's sake anyway uh one thing i wanted to mention also was was kind of stepping back a little bit here was uh um lacrosse did go five and five in matches with warburg in the semifinals you know the score oh, wow. is 2017 but so bonus points with a difference there but uh you know so um, you know, again, across did a nice job and a little bit of vulnerability there, uh, with Wartburg. So, uh, that might, you know, uh, we'll see what happens at nationals, that sort of thing. But, um, um, uh, yeah, uh, Coe, Cornell, University of Dubuque, Loris and Luther were all there as well.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Coe, uh, Co after dropping, uh. A duel to Johnson and Wales uh, in the opening round. Um, one where Johnson and Wales kind of took it to him a little bit. Um, Coe battled all the way back and ended up getting fifth, which uh, losing in the, the first two rounds, that's as high as you can come back to get. It's not like a true third um, bracket. But Coe uh, Cole really rebounded after that. Uh, Um, after that loss, um, four straight wins, uh, they beat Cornell 47 to three. Of course, we kind of exchanged messages. I think Cornell was, um, uh, had some reserves and stuff The the whole, um, for part of the weekend, um, but still a dominant performance there. Then they beat, uh, Wabash by two, um, They uh, got a good win um, on Saturday to open the day, beating uh, Wisconsin Whitewater 26-10. And then uh, they avenged that loss to Johnson and Wales with a 33-10 victory for for fifth. So great job by Coe really bouncing back uh, after that opening loss. Right. And, you know, I I
1: guess – I don't know how it slipped me, that Coe – beat Johnson Wales who beat them first round. I don't know if Johnson Wales didn't have their varsity out and and played the protect game. Now that they've got a win over there, you know, sort of thing. I don't know what happened. I have to take a look back there. So, you know, if they did, I just, that just burns me when they do that, especially at a national tournament. But Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, uh, you know, we're here to wrestle, not to duck and dodge. I think we addressed that on one of my teed off. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, here we go again. Uh, Yep, Co did a nice job, and then uh, on that Co team, uh, Matt Arsenal at, at 197 and and DeMari Dancy at, at 285, both went five and zero on the weekend, so they had good weekends.
0: Yeah, they finished. Uh, I think they both um, scored bonus points in the final two matches against Wabash that put them up 2018 to win it. Uh, Arsenal with a major and Darcy with a technical fall there in the final two two matches to to pull that one out so right
1: and Wabash is a funny team they've been really good in the past this year at the mm-hmm. national tournament they they wrestled Coe very tight and then uh in, on their backside bracket you know didn't do so well you know gave up some big losses and so I don't know what's going on there but they're kind of an up and down team but they certainly were up for Coe so Coe did a nice job especially those upperweights, to to bring home the victory there
0: um Upper Iowa, um, they were in the D2 bracket. Uh, they had, uh, a a very tough, uh, draw. They had number one central Oklahoma, um, in the opening round, uh, Peacocks dropped that one, but, you know, they bounced back uh, on Friday with two big wins. Um, they beat number 20 Ashland 38 to four and then number 18 Northern state 31 to six, uh, the interesting thing, even even with the loss to Central Oklahoma, they won 20 of 30 matches uh, on day one. I, I mean, that's, uh, you know, you, you're not thinking of uh, being in the consolation round when you're winning 20 out of 30 matches on a day. But um, good job by the Peacocks um, kind of taking care of business after that uh, loss to the Broncos.
1: Right. And, uh, um, central Oklahoma goes on and wins it. And, uh, the seeding was a head scratcher to me. I mean, I, I just, and, and actually the results kind of support my comment for with that. The number two and number four seeds lost in the first round.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and then, uh, uh, the, the runner up Augustana was unseated or, or seeded 10th. I don't know if they seeded them all the way out or what they did, but, uh, if they didn't see them, they drew them in and they were, they were 10th. I mean, they ended up being a runner up team. So maybe it's just difficult to see, but, but it wasn't even close to how the rankings were. And so that's why I'm, you know, before the tournament started thinking, wow, I don't understand this. So um, anyway, like you said, uh, Upper Iowa had who's ranked ninth uh, had that tough draw, but then went two and three. They lost him. Uh, 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 Nebraska Kearney and,
0: and uh, uh, McKendree was it I think. And uh, anyway, yeah. um, which is interesting because they face McKendry, uh in their next duel. So, <laughs> oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah. So just kind of an interesting uh, matchup there. Um, yeah. Given the fact that uh, um, that's who they ended up. Uh, the Peacocks have earned uh top eight finishes in 14 of the last 16 years. So that tells you uh, Coach Heath Grimm has Upper Iowa, you know, competing year in and year out, which, you know, we already knew. But, you know, a little stat that just kind of backs that up. Yeah, Um,
1: it's been fun to watch them uh, through the years. And like I said, when I'm at that – in the the building or in the house for the NWCA duels. I always, you know, watch the D3 because they're at one time and then the D2 comes in a little bit later. I'm always, I was usually able to jump over and watch Upper Iowa compete as well. So, um, and the same thing happened this year. So that's kind of nice that you can do that.
0: Yep. Uh, James Davis at 133, Chase Lensman, the former Monticello prep and uh, NCAA champ, uh, they both went unbeaten. For the peacocks, I don't know if you saw the picture. I think it was Lensman with the big giant black eye uh, on social media. Um, you know, really uh, showing the warrior uh, mentality there. Um, the way he he battled, and you know, got a nice little shiner to show for it.
1: So you know, wrestlers look at that as a, as a medal. It's a badge yeah, of honor. Right? So. So good for him.
0: Yep. Um one other uh you know, looking at the NAIA brackets, um life with uh men's and women's sweep of the NAIA brackets, uh Life Men, uh they uh they snapped what was it, Grandviews 13? 13 dual or 13 straight championships or 11 straight championships, 12 right around in there. Um, But life coming away, life had lost the Grandview in the finals the last four years, this time finally uh, knocking them off um, for the title. And of course we saw uh, the life women wrestle in Iowa city at the soldier salute and saw how well they did. No surprise that, uh, uh, they also come away with a, a team duel title uh, as well. But surprised with uh, Life getting the best of uh, the Grandview men? Right. It was a 24-17 duel. And I was, yeah, I was a little
1: surprised. But Life knocked them knocked off was it last year in the national tournament. And uh, kind of snapped their run there as well. So for Life to do it, I'm not surprised for it to actually happen. I was a little surprised.
0: Sure. Sure. And uh, speaking of the women's competition, this is the first year the University of Iowa uh, is having a competitive season. You know, the, I think it's the first two rounds, no real surprise, but the big test was Saturday when they faced King and North Central. Or at least that that's kind of what you were expecting. Uh, got both of those. And uh boy, the uh the final was very, very competitive. Um Iowa wins 2120. Of course, the freestyle scoring, you get a point if you score a point in your match that's not ended by um a fall, a pin. Apparently, uh Marilyn Didi got a pin that was huge for, for Iowa. She's the transfer from Augsburg. Um and then uh one of their other uh uh wrestlers received a point for passivity, which gave them one extra point uh despite losing the match. And that ended up being the difference. Twenty one twenty over North Central, the um the reigning uh women's tournament champs. But last year I believe King was the uh was the dual champ. So Oh, good, uh, good showing there by the Iowa women, right? And
1: and this is not a knock on the Iowa women. Congratulations to them. It's a bit of a knock on freestyle. And you you spoke with it with the passivity call. So in the last match, they, they get the, the other uh, uh, the Iowa wrestler. Uh, um, sorry, uh, gets a point. that lost six to one, and the point was on passivity. So passivity in officiating in in a freestyle is if there's no point scored with like a minute into the match, someone's getting called, getting put on the clock, and it's going to be a passivity call or a takedown, depending on if they can get it in that 30 seconds. Generally, it ends in a passivity call. So I don't know. I haven't watched the match. I don't know if it it was. So basically, it's the referees, you know, the the referee, the Matt chairman and Matt judge. That have mm-hmm. cl- collaborated and said, "Okay, we're putting you on the clock because we have to," and it was a little dis disappointing to see that the t- the t- the duel went down to the referee's call to give them a passivity call. It wasn't a scored point; it was a passivity. Uh, you know, and you, you, you definitely earn passivities, but that's a little bit you know of a of a beef with me on on uh, sorry about the phone on uh, <laughs> um, the uh, the freestyle side of it. You know, uh, North Central won six of the ten matches, and uh, uh, I think that was one, maybe two of them, uh, that they didn't score. Uh, North Central didn't score a, a point and didn't get their uh, on their on their losses. Didn't get a point on that. So, um, you know, good you know good for Iowa, but uh, it, I don't know. I said freestyle is just everyone wants to go freestyle, and I'm not one of them. I like freestyle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: that's where it should be in the Olympics you know but let us have our folks now folks <laughs> uh
0: I don't know if you saw the picture I can't remember who exactly posted it whether it was a media member or if it was maybe even Katie Joe um from Warburg. um but the Iowa Iowa North Central Matt uh there is this huge crowd around it um you know, people on the floor that were kind of huddled around the mat to to watch it. Um something that I don't know if I've seen during a women's duel or or even a, a co ed competition like that to where the the focus of the majority of the people were huddled around that mat. It looked pretty cool and seemed uh, pretty significant.
1: Yeah, I mean the intensity's there, the 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 excitement's there, without question. And uh, you know, it's just it's just different scoring. It's it is how it is. And but uh, you know, it's it's interesting. The two, uh, by the way, the two uh, wrestlers, Iowa wrestlers that didn't allow a match point, which prevented North Central from not scoring a point there, were uh, Sterling Diaz and and Marilyn Deedy, pretty solid wrestlers there.
0: Yeah. Um, Anyway. And uh, Sterling Diaz was named Iowa's Women's Athlete of the Month, I believe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I believe her and Rio Woods, both, um, won that uh, that distinction for for December. So. So that's any sport. Yeah. From wow. what uh, From cool. what I understand.
1: That, I mean, it, to, for her to win that with the with
0: you know the Caitlin the legend Clark. with Kayla Clark in there.
1: That's that's a pretty big honor. Oh, wow, good for her.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh any other takes from uh the NWCA duels. I haven't seen or really looked for anything. Um, but I just kind of wonder if coming back to the Unidome is in the cards for for 2025.
1: Well, I hope I sure hope so. That's a neat having it there. Um, I guess two more comments. I don't know if you mentioned the William Penn men's team went two and two on, yeah. on it. And then, uh, backing up to the, to the championship meet, match in, in, uh, division three, uh, Kyler Romero from, from Warbird beat the number three ranked and, uh, returning all American, I believe Sam Stoll, which was actually the turning point in that, in that match or in that duel. And, uh, in that, uh, because of that, Kyler Romero was, was honored as the, uh, the conference athlete of the, of the uh, week. So that was a nice honor for him.
0: Awesome. And
1: now well, the, the 97 uh, M Dean for Wartburg uh, wrestled the three and four ranked guys in the nation and handled them oh, wow. big scores. So anyway,
0: so Iowa was idle, but there's still a lot of things going on. Um, let's just kind of trudge through this really quick. Um, So I don't know if there's actually a determination yet between the program and um, the Ferraris. Um, I don't know if you saw on Tuesday or was it Monday – I had my days kind of mixed up, especially with the snow days here. But I think uh, Monday, uh, AJ Ferrari was on uh, uh, Clash of Combat. I think that's the name of the uh, uh, the podcast that he was on. He gave his version of the Soldier Salute stuff. Um, he also mentioned that he's been here since... Uh, Probably um, the end of November, pretty much. uh, Training for over a month, a couple extra weeks, give or take a couple weeks is what he said. Um, You know, uh, his brother Anthony, he said, has been here since the summer training, uh, which was about the time Angelo committed um, to Iowa. um, Said that his official visit, that, you know, he uh, he promoted on his um, social media accounts, uh, had a picture. We saw those with his family in, in the Iowa background, in Iowa Singlet, I believe. Um, that the official visit re- went really well. He hit it off well with Coach Brands and the other coaches. Um, he did not specify what was going on be happening in the future, kind of left that open. Um, He did post something, I believe, on Instagram or his social media, which was a video of him lifting, uh, I believe, this week, um, in what looked to be the weight room of the uh, Dan Gable wrestling complex and Carver Hawkeye Arena. So uh says he has been working out um with the uh the regional training center which the Hawkeye Wrestling Club they they host the regional training center um there so you know I not sure exactly what's gonna happen. Uh during Tom Brands' weekly media availability no wrestlers were Uh, included, um, despite requests. Um, I personally asked if they were expecting any additions to the second semester roster. And he says, we do not. And then finish with at this moment. So, you know, that kind of leaves it, Wide open. Uh, Mike Finn from Win Magazine, who's been covering wrestling for the better part of three decades, probably um, asked Tom if he could comment on the Soldier Salute happenings or AJ Ferrari's recruiting status, and his response was, "You know, I, you know, the answer to that." Uh Mike, um you've been doing this a long time. Even though technically he didn't say no, but um, you know, unclear. Uh, that that was my that was my understanding that he couldn't, even though he didn't say no and kind of turned it around on Mike Finn. Um I believe that's where the you know that's where it stands that he can't. You know, uh, so that's where it kind of stands. It's still in limbo. Do you think we see AG Ferrari? I'm just looking now at the uh, University of Iowa student directory. He's not listed. Um, And Anthony Ferrari is not listed. I know uh, there's some other um, social media personalities that are claiming they're trying to get him to Aj to use an Olympic red shirt and then uh, re-enroll in the fall. We'll see if that happens or not. But um, do you think we see Aj or Anthony Ferrari uh, even on the Iowa roster? First of all, I'm not involved
1: in the, any of those press conferences. But to hear that, I'm I'm disappointed in Coach Brand because the question was asked. If he if he knew the answer, he wouldn't answer the you know, ask the question. Right. And to say, you know, the answer to that, it to me is a cop-out I and mean, that's kind of, I, I'm not, anyway, uh, as far as the social media guys suggesting an Olympic red shirt, I think that's not a bad idea at all because there's been some bridges burned with, with AJ Ferrari and the Iowa fan base. And mm-hmm. uh, there are some people that are saying, we don't want him, we, you know, don't tarnish the program type of comments and, and uh, you know, whether they're deserving or not, you know what, you just you're you're getting it so if you want to bring it it's coming and so i just think that that might not be a bad idea to take an olympic shirt year and and uh and uh let's see you know if we can stay on a calm course <laughs> yeah. not you know ruffle you know too many or whatever but uh he seems to be an attention getter i you know with the with the uh Instagram of the car driving up and, and, uh, yep. and that sort of thing. So I mean, he does like his attention. Um, but uh, so that's my comment on it, I guess. I'm, you know, I don't have any control over what'll happen. So just ride, ride the wave and see what happens, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, no doubt a tremendous talent, right. Um, you know, uh, definitely going to draw a lot of attention and, and, you know, uh, you're gonna gain viewers and followers, and you know, ticket sales, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that certainly, uh, uh, you know, two high caliber wrestlers there with uh, AJ and Anthony. Um, but we'll see if it meshes and if it comes to fruition. I, I mean, simply, I don't know. Um, And a lot of times, um, and I think Iowa wrestling likes it that way, that uh, you don't know until it happens, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? So uh, the one thing we do know is Iowa heads to number seven, uh, Nebraska this weekend. Um, Neither of the Ferraris uh, are in the probable lineup, obviously. Um, And I just checked their – roster online roster as well and no uh um they haven't been added or anything like that so um we move on it's kind of a kind of a different weekend for them they've got uh uh Nebraska on Friday and then they have a, a Monday night um duel with Minnesota usually you see you know you can see uh Friday Saturday Friday Sunday I don't know if I've seen a Friday Monday before. Um, obviously it's probably to appease the television and sounds like Penn State's wrestling before that um but you know the, the Nebraska matchup uh actually is one that I think could cause them a little bit of trouble
1: right I mean you 25 through 74 so the first seven weights all feature. Uh, ranked guys and and uh, including two number ones with woods at 41 and uh, and uh love it at, at uh, 49 and uh and then you've got you know some other like depending on what rankings you're looking at at 25 IL is third and Smith from Nebraska is fifth and uh mm-hmm. or second and <laughs> wonderful and uh so I mean, you've got yeah. some pretty nice matchups on paper uh yeah. whether or not you know uh, in plus Nebraska couple of their guys got beat by I guys and they're, they're probably, you know, not happy about that. So uh, we'll, we'll see if they come out you know, swinging a little bit, so to speak. Uh,
0: maybe
1: that's not a good thing to say in this. In this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Actually 97 features a couple of, of ranked guys as well. And then 84 and 285 no ranked guys on either team. So it's just, it just kind of matches up pretty well to be, you know, it does favor Iowa and some of those rankings, but, but, uh, you know,
0: we'll wait and see. Right, right. Um, you know, one thirty-three. That's a that's a rematch of the uh, Soldier Salute Finals that Teske uh, was able to win. Um, you know, but but looking up and down this lineup, you know, even though Peyton Robb lost to Ryder Downey here this last weekend, I don't think. You know, that's a gimme for Jared Franick. Um, you know, he's wrestled some close matches. Uh you really hate to be in a uh, you really hate to be in a tight match like that, you know, in uh enemy territory because sometimes that, you know, is conducive to giving up a, a late score that kind of bites you in the backside. So we'll see. Um the interesting question would be if there's any any addition. Now, right now, the probable lineups go Ayala, Teske, Woods, Rachi, Braynick, Caliendo, Kennedy at 174, Riggins at 184, then Glazier and Hill. It will be interesting to see if that alters uh, at all. And, and one of the biggest things would be the injection of Gabe Arnold. And now that football is over, when – Will we see Ben Keeter? I don't think we'll see him this weekend. Uh, a little, maybe a little too soon. or we'll do, maybe, the following Friday. Possible. You know what? You know, it, be at home. Um, you have an extra, you know, week and a half to, you know, because I'm sure Ben Keeter's been doing some type of wrestling. Right. Right. I mean, technically he's focusing on football. I just have a feeling knowing Ben Keeter, he found a way to sneak in workouts, you know, some way, somehow um, for wrestling. So I don't think the the transition will be a, as bad um, or will take as long. But, you know, uh, Tom Brands was the first one to say, hey, Bradley Hill's done a good job. For you know, uh you know, we like Bradley Hill, obviously, there's probably a big difference, maybe not a big difference, but there is a difference in in talent potential, but um we'll we'll see how that kind of kind of plays out. um you know the big one big one would be Gabe Arnold um, I, you know they're see- seventy four eighty four and how they use his last two. Uh, free. Uh, competitions before having to take the red shirt off,
1: right? And I, I would think they would uh, um, weigh both of them in, and then only use as needed. Um, For those reasons you just mentioned, you know, you want to save Arnold maybe for you know a couple other meets, and then uh, at heavyweight, um, (coughs) you. he, I'm not sure he's had enough mat time yet. Okay. In the room. that That's just my, you know, it's easy for him to weigh in. He doesn't have to cut, you know, cut <laughs> it quite, Whereas Arnold probably has to lose a little bit of weight to get to 74. So, sure. Okay.
0: All right. And then, you know, Monday, um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, they face uh, number 10, Minnesota. Um, you know, some possible rematches there. Uh, Patrick McKee. Andrew, uh, Drake, Ayala, gee, many Christmas. This is like the third time since his Soldier Salute. I've referred to him as his brother. Um, My apologies, Drake. I don't don't know what my problem is there. Anyway, so a possible matchup, rematch between McKee and Ayala. Ayala got over the hump and got his first win against McKee in the semis as a Soldier Salute. And then at 197, uh, I think uh, Glazier's best win so far. His win over Garrett Joels in the semis of the Soldier Salute um, could get a rematch there as well. And then, uh, of note uh, to mention, Michael Blockus um, back in the uh, Minnesota lineup. You know, he's ranked in those mid-teens um, at 157 as a as a grad uh, grad student athlete,
1: right? I'll back up to McKee at 25. I don't think he's having a particularly great season so far. And he's a great, good wrestler, I mean, as we know, but, but uh, so, you know, he's like a upper teens sort of ranked guy, or, you know, maybe, I guess one has him in, uh, in, in the eight, uh, eighth or whatever, so, but I mean, there's a guy that, that, you know, he, you know, who knows what kind of guy is gonna to come to the mat there. So. Drake, you need to be ready there, for sure. Um, and, you know, I, I just – it's kind of looking at the Nebraska one I'm kind of – the Minnesota one looks like Iowa should probably win that one uh, handily, I guess, maybe even. But you just never know. There's enough guys on that Minnesota team that can create
0: havoc. So, Big 12 action this last week. Iowa was idle. They, uh, they don't wrestle till Friday at Nebraska. Um, but – uh, Iowa State, you and I uh, took a little bit of a road trip. Iowa State went way out west to face Arizona State really? and Cal Baptist over the weekend. You and I went to Nebraska, faced Wyoming for its conference opener, and then uh, Nebraska nearly got a, a victory uh, or a sweep there. But let's talk about Iowa State. Um, Iowa State goes out to – uh uh Russell's uh Arizona State gets a big win uh wins from uh Cody Chittum over Jacory Teemer. Uh that that was huge. Um uh, at 157, Teemer ranked number 4 um in the country. Um and then younger Bastida again, another notable win for him. Uh he beat Colton Schultz, you know, he's the big heavy Big heavyweight, uh, right number five. Uh, Bastida got an earlier win or early earlier takedown, and that was the difference to win four to three. Uh, Schultz uh, accomplished Greco wrestler uh, internationally, um, was a national finalist in Detroit a couple of years ago. So that's a huge win for – huge wins for uh, Chittum and uh, Bastida.
1: All right, Chittum won nine to five over Teamer, and so that one not a close score. Uh, Schultz had been out, I think, the this the season. This was his first time uh, on the mat, uh-huh. uh, guessing with an injury or whatever. Uh, not to take anything away from Bastida, because I, Bastida's proven that he's the guy at heavyweight. I mean, he's yeah, because we were you know we didn't know at the beginning of the season we were kind of wondering if he could handle the the jump up, and it's obvious well, that, he, that he can. He's had a couple of top 10 and maybe even top five wins now. Uh, Did did he beat, uh, did he wrestle Air Force uh, Hendrickson? Someone else he he beat. that uh, I don't
0: think he wrestled. uh, He placed in front of Hendrickson, but I don't think he wrestled him. He wrestled uh, Davison from uh, Michigan.
1: Uh,
0: Davison, who was at Northwestern, transferred to Michigan. Right.
1: So nice wins. And so no doubt here, he's he can do big things at nationals for sure. So two nice ones there. And uh, the, the dual score was 28 to 10. They kind of romped on ASU, They're, who's ranked exactly. 21st. And then Cal Baptist 39 to 3. Uh, so you said a little bit of a road trip. <laughs> I had to get yeah. to Arizona and California.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they won 17 out of 20 matches total against those those two teams, not a surprise against Cal Baptist, but um, you know, take eight out of ten from Arizona State. That's that's impressive. Right, um, and they were without uh, Evan Frost. Right, Evan yeah. Frost wasn't wrestling at one thirty three, so that's where I believe two of the the three losses came from. Yeah. So if they were at full strength, you know, who knows. What could have been um, the one thing that has come out since their road trip? Have you seen the story about Iowa State and uh, and the road trip out there and what happened away from the mat? I, that not, I think overshadows what no. they did on it.
1: I did not see this, huh?
0: Okay, so I think it's in between the two duels. If I, if I remember the story correctly, it's posted, Iowa State uh, Iowa State's wrestling social media has posted a story. Got a neat picture of the wrestlers and I believe the family and the little boy that um, was involved. But they were in the lobby of the hotel uh, eating pizza, kind of having, uh, you know, uh, dinner must have been after the Arizona State duel or in between the two duels, right? So, a uh, man and his three children come down to the lobby. Uh, they said he was going to the little convenience area, uh, the convenience store area, to get him a Gatorade and a snack. Um, when he realized his one-year-old son had, was not around, um, so he's got you know he's got the three kids with him. Their one-year-old missing. Uh, one of the other kids said, "I think he stayed on the elevator." Well, he was like, "I oh, came off." He was walking around, and Kevin Dresser noticed him. Um, you know, um, just kind of frantic and walking by him in the the lobby area, and Kevin Dresser offered him some pizza because he, you know, they've got leftover pizza. He said, hey, you want some leftover pizza? And, The man kind of turned to him and was like, no, I'm trying to find my one-year-old, you know, my son. We don't know where he went. So Dresser got the wrestlers all together. They fanned out, you know, they're going up and down elevators. They're checking the pool. They're checking the fitness center to see where he might roam. They had wrestlers go out into the parking lot, checking under cars and every nook and cranny. Uh, Julian Broderson had gone down into the parking garage under. So they have a parking garage, you know, sub level parking garage. He went down there and found the little boy like huddled in the corner uh, by a gate or, or something. Um, but he was in the corner of this parking garage and Julian found him. What a great story. Wow. Yeah. Picked him picked him up, said, Hey, buddy, we've been looking for you. Gotta take you back to your dad. said the kid just held on to him like super tight. Able to reunite the kid with his boy. Yeah. That could have turned out so bad. Okay. So kudos to Iowa State, you know, Kevin Dresser, the Cyclone Wrestlers for for what they were able to do. And It's kind of interesting because Julian Broderson apparently is a recent father. So (laughs) he, he just, he's recently had a child said, you know, I thought about how, how would I feel? You know, if I was him called, called his fiance, you know, about the whole deal. And boy, it's just a really, really uplifting story. Um, especially in this day and age, some how many times have you seen that go so wrong? Just and as a parent, I've been there. I've been there. I I've you know I've had a a daughter take off because she wanted to go look at princess dolls. And before I knew it I had no idea where she went because she was on her own agenda. And I can attest to the panic that kind of goes through your head when you you've lost track of one just you know, and boy, it was, I just thought it was such a neat story. The way the, you know, the cyclone wrestlers really, you know, jumped to jumped to action. And then, you know, Julian Broderson, you know, why he decided to go down in the parking garage of all places. Cause apparently he kind of slipped back on the elevator and went down, you know, but good for them. And, uh, glad there's a happy ending to that story
1: well i mean besides being s- split from your brothers or your your siblings and your dad now you're in this dark you know because parking garages are usually dark scary places
0: yeah right yeah
1: <laughs> <Idiot>, right <laughs> and uh and uh so here's this little boy and he, i'm glad he he's he kind of stopped moving so they could find him and he didn't wander out of the building or. Right. I don't know if there's water in the area or something that could get him in trouble or a highway True. or, you know, so, oh man, you're right. That's, you know, and it's, that's the stories you need to hear more of. And we, and, you know, we hear all of the bad stories, you know, the disappointing stories, it seems like. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I'm surprised I haven't seen that. So that's a great story. I love it. Way to go. Yeah.
0: Iowa, Iowa State's uh, SID or their uh, information, they, they sent that out. I'll send it to you. Um, but yeah, it was pretty, I think, uh, Jason Bryant, um, through the, uh, National Wrestling Media Association also, um, sent that story out to, or reposted it for, for people to see. So yeah, definitely give it a look.
1: Did that come out today or was it early? Yeah. I
0: saw it this morning. Yeah. I saw it this morning. So
1: and I haven't been on, on social media, so I don't know. Yeah. It might, maybe it might be there. So anyway, yeah, yeah. that's a cool story. So I yeah. guess moving on. I guess Iowa State then battles uh, Utah Valley on Friday and Pittsburgh on Sunday.
0: So yeah, rematch with Pittsburgh. They wrestled each other last month at the Collegiate Duels. Uh, looked like Iowa State won pretty handily. So we'll see see how that plays out here this weekend.
1: And did. Am I remembering right? No, I'm thinking of Iowa State. I was thinking Pittsburgh might have Russell. No, that's Columbia, but I'm thinking of Russell, Iowa as well. So oh. But anyway, well, you and I, let's go there, man.
0: Yeah, you and I uh let's mention this first. They get their eight hundredth career victory, dual victory, uh for the program. Um, the win for Wyoming. Um you, uh, having contributed to some of those 800 dual victories for the Panthers, uh, what's, that, what's that mean to you, or, or what do you think that signifies uh, to reach 800 dual wins for a program?
1: Well, I think that's pretty cool, and I, and I, I feel real proud to have been able to be a part of that program. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I'm going to rag a little bit, but I, got, I was lucky enough to be on the two national championship teams that – that you and I won in Division Two, and they're the only two Division Two team uh, national championships that an Iowa school has won. Of course, Iowa. Uh, you and I bumped up to Division One uh, shortly after I graduated, but but we had a Division One schedule. We wrestled Iowa, Iowa State, Ohio State, Minnesota. You know, basically, whoever's coming into wrestle Iowa, came into wrestle us as well. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, or Iowa State maybe. But uh, uh, what does it mean? It's it, I'm so proud. Geez, you know, it, it, you know, I. You know, it's a funny thing though. I as much I don't remember the wins like any wrestler. But I'll, but I I'll, you know I, there's one match that I was winning and gave up a re- reversal towards the end and gave up the so I reversed the decision and that ended up costing us a beat against Minnesota and I'll forever and ever never forget that. I don't remember the wins. <laughs> so of those eight hundred, I'm still worried about that stupid loss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yep. and then they face Nebraska, almost so close, getting uh, uh, number eight oh one against the Cornhuskers. Um, they fall short on criteria. Um, I believe it was eighteen seventeen. Um, after they tied seventeen seventeen. Um, the thing that kind of stands out: uh, both teams received uh point deductions during the meet and that allowed it to go to criteria, which Nebraska won, number seven, Nebraska, that is. Um, but kind of the one that slipped away and, uh, you know, failure to control the mat side kind of reared its ugly head there um, for you and I. Well, yeah,
1: that, you know, if they don't get called and nebraska does get called that's likely to be the difference in criteria and then you and i gets the win and uh you know you and i wrestled pretty darn well in that in that duel i mean they had two huge upsets with kale Happel beat number six brock hardy
0: 11
1: 8 and sudden victory and then Ryder downey even a bigger upset over peyton rob who's ranked third with six to five win right there so you and i was set up for the for the victory and and uh um, um, they were able to bring a, a uh, I think it was a major decision at heavyweight, but they needed a technical fall or pin there to get the, uh, the to win the duel. But uh, had a nice win though at heavyweight, but just not enough.
0: Yeah. Uh, Schwab, Schwab mentioned that Tyrell Gordon went out and did everything he could to, to try to get those extra uh, bonus points outside of the major, but just um, you know, ended up the dominant win anyway, just unable to get a tech fall or pin. Uh, a couple uh, in- other interesting things, uh, you know, uh, Parker Keck was his, you know, same self there, uh, with a tech fall at 184. Um, Happel's win against uh, Hardy. He had to battle back and scored uh, – he was on 7-3 at one point in the third period, got a late reversal and then a takedown, the force over time, then got the deciding takedown. Uh, Downey scored the opening takedown um, and then beat Rob 6-5 to, uh, to pull off there. At 197, there was a neutral or non-offensive pin um, by Silas Red over Wyatt Volker, did you happen to see the video, and, and did you agree with the call?
1: I did not see it, so I, I, just, I don't know how I'm missing all this stuff. I'm putting on Iowa <laughs> State in you, and, I, and I'm missing all this stuff. But, uh, um, you know, I saw that it was a pin, and I know that uh, the 97-pounder uh, Nebraska is awfully good, but to, I, when I saw that he got pinned, I'm like, oh, man, what happened there? So now I'm curious.
0: Yeah, so he was kind of on his back, trying to pass the leg, got caught. Looked like he was flat for a little while, but I've seen officials, you know, not necessarily not call it, but um, I've seen it gone uncalled before. Probably one that, yeah, um, was the right call. I've seen it not called before, too, so six of one, half a dozen of the other. Um, One thing I also want to add, too, that, you know, I have a lot of respect for Doug Schwab. Um, I like interacting with him, um, seeing some of the things uh, that he's emphasized, you know, from mental health and everything else. I've got a ton of respect for for him and, and what he does. Monday during his weekly press conference... Uh, he shared he shared this comment um, about the duel. He goes, I apologize to our team because there should never be a point where a coach takes away a team point because of how you're acting and what you're doing. You should never be a detriment to your team. You have to have constraint. You have to have a little more control than that. You can't walk on the mat, even though I thought I was walking on the mat with blood time. The referee didn't think so. Um, I was definitely in the ear, in his ear, the referee's ear quite a bit. But I have to have much better control than that. I asked my team to do that. So I have to be able to do that too. You know, I think this is a great example of of leadership and accepting responsibility and saying, you know what? but I'm going to ask them to do something. I've got to be able to do that as well. What kind of a role model am I, if I don't do that for these wrestlers and he's accepting responsibility. Um, you know, I just think it's the kind of the upstanding thing um, from, from Doug. And I think that's what endears him to to a lot of people in, in this team.
1: Right. And uh you know, as a coach, you need to know what the rules are. You need to know where that line is, both literally and figuratively, that you don't cross over with an official. Go Correct. go to that edge, and okay, that's it. Back off, or or best yet, don't go to that edge. Just you know, say your <laughs> comment and and let it let it let let it work its way. And uh, you know, but as to responding that way, you know, a good good on him for sure. We saw that earlier this year. With Kevin Dresser in the Iowa meet, when he apologized yep. for, for uh, not realizing that, you know, the time issue there in the score. And uh, okay. and, and then one last comment I'll, I'll ma- mention about you and I, I love the fact that we're talking about most, for the most part, Iowa wrestlers, Iowa high school wrestlers. You know, we've, mm-hmm. we've mentioned uh, Volker, we've mes- mentioned Downing, we mentioned um, yeah, cool. um, Apple, we've mentioned Gordon. I mean, you know, yeah. you just don't see that on, unfortunately, on the other teams. So I'm glad we have a, a school in, in Iowa that does that. And, and that's not true. I'm not bashing the other ones, but we, you know, it just seems like a little more at UNI. <laughs> so. True.
0: Uh, for Dick Briggs, I want to give a shout out to our, our weekly producer, uh, Nathan Ford, who always uh, helps us out. Um, you know, so you guys, thanks for watching us and letting us uh be able to do this and and talk uh college and high school wrestling uh together for you guys the biggest uh, the biggest reason why is we do it for wrestling so coach briggs uh why don't you uh, close us out and we'll see everybody next week let's keep wrestling on the move